and welcome back to Nymphos Shame Pit. This is your host, Megan Monet. On last week's episode, I dropped a short story about a date I went on in LA and it brought me inspiration for today's episode. How to be the ultimate flaky slut, or otherwise known as the getaway girl. The amount of dates I've been on when I instantly get the ick and I've had to push through so not to offend them and be able to make like a dash to the exit at the right moment has brought me to an incredible collection of stories and tips to avoid a bad date. These days, if I'm on a date and not feeling it, I will just leave. I have no time in my day to make polite small talk until I can just bounce, which is exactly what happened to me last week. So I'm with my friends at the beach and this guy messages me on IG. He wants to meet up for a drink and I'm only in town for a few days and I'm up for anything. So I accept his invitation, obviously. A few hours later, sunburnt and dehydrated, I'm getting ready for my hot date with this LA boy. His name pops up on my phone and he asks if I want an Uber to the restaurant. And I'm like, I've accepted an international flight on a private jet with a guy I just met. Of course, I'll take an Uber from a stranger. Looking back, I do wonder what his game plan was. Had have I not accepted it? I wonder if he keeps a scoreboard for every strategy he comes up with. Hmm. We are meeting at this sexy lounge in West Hollywood called Sir. My choice as I'm a big fan of Vanderpump Rules and I've never been there. So I put on my sexy black dress, fishnets, cowboy boots and leather jacket. I was feeling like a rock star. Until I was in the Uber and the driver warns me of an updated arrival destination. A little down the road and it was a hotel. He texts me. The lounge was booked out, so let's meet at the Pendry Hotel instead. Okay, I think that makes sense, I guess. I pull up to the hotel and wait for him in the lobby because I don't see a bar or a restaurant nearby. The IG LA boy saunders out of the elevator wearing long baggy shorts and a bulky hoodie, a cap and a face mask. Hell no, if that's not five red flags bundled up into one person, I don't even wanna know what happens after we introduce ourselves. Why are these red flags? Okay, first up, the long baggy shorts. No one should be wearing shorts below the knees made out of cotton fabric. Yuck, the visual is burned into my mind. Secondly, the hoodie. Did I mention it had grease stains on it? You're going on a date, boys? Clean yourself up. The effort we ladies put into getting all dressed up, it is so disappointing when it's not even half matched by the guy. The hat and the face mask. Okay, I get it. We are still coming out of a pandemic, but in LA, no way. No one is wearing face masks anymore here. It looks so sus, especially when meeting someone for the first time. I couldn't get a good look at him and it freaked me out. Oh, and the most important red flag, he was coming out of the elevator and yet he said that he just arrived. Like, babe, what the fuck? He extends his arm to shake my hand. I lean in to hug him because I'm affectionate like that and we release each other and he just stands there. I go to suggest something and that like we head to the restaurant, but he stops me before I can and says, I'll just go get another key card for the room. Are you kidding me? Get a key card for the room? What do you mean? What what fucking room? We were going for a drink. Before I can even say anything, he's dashed around the corner to the reception area. I got bad, bad vibes. If I were in a more wild state of mind, I honestly probably would have stuck around, but my mind was set on run, so I did. I also had another event to get to. 
So I jumped on a lime scooter and zipped up the neighborhood onto the Sunset Strip and waited for an address for the night's next event. 20 minutes later, I arrived at the Lagandra Extravaganza Cannabis event in WeHo with eight minutes before it ended. The rest of the night was so much fun, just smoking weed and walking down WeHo with the LA drag queens and my friends, taking photos and just laughing at dick pics. So that was a more detailed version of the getaway story. I just can't believe I escaped a date on a lime scooter. (laughs) Escaping a date by zipline or parachuting would be pretty cool. More recently, I went to meet a guy I met from Bumble for drinks while here in Vancouver. I arrived before him, so I just wandered around the area. The bar was inside a gallery, so there were lots of little bars and stalls and restaurants, and I found the washroom and just wasted some time in there. Uh, He messaged me. He had arrived, and I found him near the hostess stand at the bar. As I'm getting closer, I get a whiff of stiff stench. It was like a dirty drain pipe. As I get closer to him, the scent gets stronger until I'm right next to him and standing in his stinky green bubble of body odor. He said hi, and I tried to say hi back without vomiting. He says, the hostess says we're waiting for our table and I nod okay, holding my breath. But here's the thing, because I arrived earlier and had done what I now realize was an espionage location sweep, I knew of another exit out of the gallery. I let him know I'm just going to race to the washroom while we were waiting and hastily make my way for the little restaurant around the corner that holds the key to my freedom, the patio exit. I make it to the restaurant and down the sloped floor into the bar. Wait, oh, I I thought this took me outside. Okay, I can't go back, so I make eyes with the bartender and explain my situation and plead for him to let me through the bar so I can make my getaway. He's unsure of how my plan will work, but I assure him I've already done my espionage location sweep. I know the floor pan like the back of my hand. I round the bar and head for the exit, except it's just a really big window with two patio opening doors. So it's not actually a doorway or an exit and there's a table for two right in front of it. Oh shit, okay. I look back to my helpful confidant and wink. He smirks, then realizes what I'm about to do and shakes his head, no, but it's too late. I leap for the window and make it out in one clean, swift move. Clean and swift if you don't count the wine glass that's smashed behind me. I flick my trusty confidant, the $20 bill that was rolled up in my hand from when I was in the bathroom earlier and start my stroll home. Now that brings me to today's topic, the getaway girl, the ultimate guide to being a flaky slut. Now, I don't pride myself on being like this. I wasn't always like this. I used to be patient and open to people, staying the night and cuddling in the morning. But these days, I'm too excited for the day and I don't feel like there is enough time in it to get everything done. So I just make a quick getaway if I'm not feeling it. And I think I've got it down to an art. The art of the getaway. In a world, a woman is on the hunt for the perfect love interest. The most iconic summer fling. An adventure to last a lifetime. But not all goes to plan. The evil is out on the prowl this summer, too. Hi. (laughs) Who is this? Are you ready for our date? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Uh, 
what do you mean you can see me? Standing in the kitchen. What? <laughs> I'm in your house. How? No. Will she make it out alive to find the epic summer romance before she is swallowed by the evil that breeds below the city? The Summer of Fleeing Love. In cinemas this June. Okay, cut, 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 cut the dramatics. Maybe that was a little dramatic, but that's how I feel when I need to get out of a date or leave a one-night stand the next morning. It feels like a thriller meets adventure spy movie. Tom Cruise could play me in the movie adaptation. I'm sure he could. Another reason to be ready to evacuate a sour date is also after a one-night stand. I mean, let's say you're in Barcelona or Amsterdam alone, staying over at a guy's place. You wake up three days after you've both met. A whirlwinded romance has sucked you in and spitted you back out. You open your eyes to the sun shining into the bedroom and you're sober for the first time in days. Your phone's dead, crusty makeup, the same clothes you've been wearing for a week, and you gotta bounce because your train to Paris is in 50 minutes. So what do you do next? Well, let's begin with what you have on you. What is in your handbag? Get yourself a bag that can fit a little suitcase worth of getaway paraphernalia. What you need to have on you. iPhone charger for obvious reasons. Wallet with ID and cash, duh. Lip gloss and your perfect tint lip pencil. Makeup wipes because you need to let your delicate skin breathe. Dry shampoo, a small brush, tinted sunscreen and cream blush to get yourself presentable the next morning because you don't know who you'll meet on your stroll out of his apartment and to the train station. As an example, you might meet the love of your life. You never know, you gotta make sure you're presentable. You also need to have packed condoms and lube because safe sex is smart sex. A fresh spare G-string, a pen to write down any writing inspirations or quotes you hear on your travels when your phone dies. I also like to bring a little small journal and I usually get a new journal for each chapter I feel like I'm opening up in my life. Uh, You also need a lighter because that is the best way to start up a conversation with people. Someone always needs a lighter and you can usually bum a cigarette from them so it's just win-win. Adderall to wake me up, CBD pills to knock me out, and antidepressants to keep me alive. I can fit all of that in my current handbag. That is the Zadig and Voltaire Rocky bag. It's black leather with small studs and a silver chain. It's edgy, bohemian, and the perfect match to any of my outfits. Changing bags is too much work. Stick to something that works for any and all outfits for the quickest getaway. It also has zippers and hidden compartments, which is perfect for storing all my little secrets. Your outfit for the first date needs to be sexy but comfortable. Something you can get away with wearing to drinks and dinner, but also at the cafe down the road the next day at 7am. I opt for cowboy boots, some type of jacket, unless it's a hot, hot, hot summer, and then maybe just a throw shawl, and a dress that is easy to take off and put back on. The next tip I do unintentionally most times is scout the location because I'm usually arriving earlier than my date. I don't know, that's just me. I need to know every possible exit strategy. I make friends with the hostess and the bartenders so they're more inclined to assist me on my great escape. I keep small notes on me so that I can tip people when I'm like trying to get in the elevator faster or get out of a room faster. Gosh, I really do have this down to an art. The amount of dates that I've run out on, oh my gosh. 
It's because I don't know my type of man anymore. I'm just saying yes to anything because I don't know like what my type is. That's just ugh, what I'm going through right now. Anyway, if you don't have any friends in the city or somewhere else you could be instead of the date, I'd recommend setting up some type of alibi. And these are just specific for dates only, like on the first date or something. So example of this include, you have body odor and I need to leave. I forgot to take my antidepressants and if I don't take it, you don't wanna see what happens. I have a stalker and I just found out he's here and now I'm scared, I have to leave. My cat escaped my place, I can sense it, she needs me, I must go. You look like my ex and it is freaking me out. Or you could just be honest, which is what I did with my most recent getaway. I left and texted him that he had body odor and I don't want to hear it if that's mean because obviously no one has told him that yet. Like someone needs to tell him, right? Always trust your ick instincts or how I like to say your ick stinks. Here's a list of icks and red flags I've compounded. Lack of personal hygiene, talks about their ex the whole time, they get really, really drunk. You don't want to drink alcohol or are not ready for another drink, but they order you one anyway. Like, what are you trying to do? Get me so inebriated I can't get home or give consent, you freak. They try and kiss you when the mood has not been set. Sometimes a spontaneous kiss is hot, but not when you're not ready. If he becomes defensive or angry and you have feelings of guilt for denying the kiss, get out of there, girl. It does not get any better from there. You should not feel guilty for saying no that you don't want to kiss. They give backhanded compliments or are condescending. Like they comment on your appearance or how you could look better or how it could be fixed or what you're eating or your dietary choices or requirements. They're rude either to you or the people around you or brag too much about how amazing they are in their life. Oh, those are just some of the, the top few that I can think of. I've had a few people write in about their own getaway girl experiences, so let's take a look at them. So this was submitted via my IG uh, story. I put up a little question and answer. So if you have stories about dating or sugar babying or sex work, just message me on there. I'd love to hear them. You can find me at Megan Monet. So this story is about two friends who were both on dates at the same time and both having horrendously awkward experiences. They both texted each other to call up with an excuse to leave. The excuse was that either one of them felt sick and needed to be taken care of. It's, it's a foolproof excuse, I get it, but I would have said something like, my friend locked herself in the laundry room and needs me to break her out, or my friend's been arrested and needs bail money, or I don't know, something like that. Or you could be like, I'm a lawyer and she needs representation. Who cares, you're never gonna see them again. Just make something up, something stupid but funny. So I rate this a six out of 10. I don't mean to be rating this, but I feel like it's called for in this situation because I feel like there could be improvements. I mean, I love that you guys work together and got the job done, but there wasn't enough chaos to make it iconic. If you're on a failing date, you might as well make the night memorable. If you were bailing on a date, double whammy style like these two were, I'd recommend meeting up together and turning it into like an iconic girls night to make up for the failed date. Go to the strip club or a drag show or the casino and flirt with men until you get free drinks, then dance all night, take amazing photos and go home together for a sleepover. Then go for breakfast when you wake up at 1 p.m. and laugh about the chaos of the night before. Doesn't that sound like a 10 out of 10 experience? I agree. So the next story is chaos. She actually ruined her dress to get out of the date. Her date was so up himself and 
boasting about him about how amazing his life is all while being condescending to her and rude to the server at their table by the time the main meal had came around she had already decided what she was going to do she begins bawling her eyes out at the sight of him and his meal meryl streep style worthy juicy tears rolling down her face all a part of her plan of course She's pulling the quote, crazy, unquote, card. I love this. Seeing the look on the date's face when you flip the switch to crazy. God, it's amazing. So she ends up spilling her own meal on her clothes, hysterically crying, and excuses herself from the table. Instead of heading for the washroom at the back of the restaurant, she just walks out of the restaurant, blocks his number, and gets a happy meal on the way home. Success if I've ever seen anything like it. The chaos, the character play, the triumph upon the exit and the subtle humiliation towards the obnoxious attention-seeking date. Stealing his precious spotlight for her escape just to be left at the restaurant alone with all the people the date was rude to and still a whole meal to finish alone. I mean, that's pure perfection. I'll be taking a page out of that book next time I need to. A close friend shared this story with me last night, so I'm going to try and do my best to tell it in the same epic way that she told it. So after an incredible one night stand, my friend remembers that she organized a cute date with a boy from Tinder for that night. So she makes it home still in last night's clothes and gets her apartment ready for the charming and witty Irish lad she started flirting with on the app just days ago. They agreed on a movie night, so he was coming over at any moment. I knock on the door and my friend opens it to him. Well, five inches less than what he advertised on the app. He was so short one could assume he came looking for the pot of gold at my friend's apartment that night. Yeah. A little taken aback, but not totally shaken by the lie, my friend suggests that they go pick up some snacks for the movie. Some time passes and there is no sign of that charm or quick wit she was anticipating from their Tinder conversations. The vibe was awkward. It's still bright outside, might I add, probably around 6.30pm by the time they put on the movie, which so happens to be The Sound of Metal. My friend is just not feeling the vibe of this guy, so she sits on the opposite end of the couch. She just wants to keep it friendly. So they take an edible, because why not, and sit silently watching the movie. My friend is hyper aware of his every move and clocks him shuffling closer and closer to her on the other side of the couch. She's pretty high on the edible and can't move a muscle. So, you know, you know how you get when you're a little too stoned and you just need to sit still until it passes? Yeah, she was she was in that. He finally nudges up next to her and breaks the silence with, can I sit with you? My friend replies, ah, yeah, sure. His small frame leans into her and he puts his arm around her shoulders. He was sweating so much. My friend jumps up from the couch and announces she needs the bathroom. She's alone, finally, and tries to think of an excuse for him to leave. Her roommate is MIA and not picking up the phone, so no help there. She decides to just improvise. She leaves the bathroom and finds the wee Irish lad where she left him on the couch, presumably sitting in a pool of his own sweat. She stands in front of the projector and announces, Well... I have a pretty early workout class tomorrow, so I better get to bed. She keeps adding details to sell the story, but that obviously just comes across suspicious. She says, it's at 7 a.m. Yeah, it's a a cycling class. 
there's a cancellation fee if I try to cancel it or don't show up. So, you know, I should, I should probably get to bed and you should probably go. Mind you, at this point, it's still light outside, maybe just past 8 p.m. The wee lad is ushered out of the apartment and my friend locks the door behind him. She's free, finally. She takes a seat back down on the couch like, yeah, I can just chill now, he's gone. But it feels like he's still there. So in her stoned state, she deep cleans the place and burns sage as the cherry on top of the evening's events. He ends up messaging her hours later with, was that a little funky in there or just me? She blocks him and deletes Tinder. I've never related to a story so much. Just the feeling and the emotions that she was going through, I just, I totally understand. Completely empathize. It's one of those things when if you're not in the mood, you shouldn't have to push through it. I mean, you can literally just ask someone to leave if you're not feeling it. That stuff happens and it's totally fine. And I'm proud of you for doing that. Even if the excuse was a little out of whack and nonsense for the time of day, it was obviously probably grounded in truth, right? I mean... I get it. It was, and it was stupidly funny. Like you had me rolling on the floor laughing when you were telling me the story. So I really do hope that I gave it some justice. So there really is no shame in bailing on a date, especially if you're not feeling comfortable. We girlies need to be on high alert when dating, especially when traveling alone and dating. You can find yourself an incredible summer fling, but you may have to go through some slimy, smelly frogs first. But ladies, know your worth, and if you're not into it, you don't have to put up with it. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. This was Nympho's Shame Pit. I'll see you in the next one.